and hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and god damn it my camera's doing that fucking sepia thing again what the hell is up I think, with it i think last time when it happened it just like slowly went back into color because i think yeah. by the end of it when i was uh, editing it up yeah. you were in color again yeah it just went god damn what is what's the thing am i gonna have to take my camera out and blow blow on it like this is a freaking cartridge <laughs> or some shit <laughs> again you know you can't be a new year without some new bullshit no man it's the first uh week of 2021 and i'm already exhausted how about you Matt? <laughs> <laughs> i'm going pretty well we just just today just today came out of lockdown I we saw. had like a quick three-day lockdown uh because some people had some coronavirus from goddamn the uk so they locked everyone down so they could do uh contact tracing uh easier well that's good and thank you uh Michaelius for subscribing always appreciate yeah i saw that you guys are really getting a handle on your cases there in queensland and australia and i'm just sitting here in mm -hmm. canada super jealous because again <laughs> a bunch of people traveled for the holidays when they weren't supposed to and i'm still in lockdown and in fact the <laughs> lockdown's probably gonna keep going ford had a whole big thing there that he's gonna give all of ontario a big talking to and the freaking finance minister here in canada had to step down because he was traveling during the thing even though the government told people not to travel it's like oh god fucking damn it <laughs> everyone everyone fucking up again see we thought everything was on the man it's like woo you know vaccine we can do whatever we want no no you can't well i think in like the next like week or so we'll we'll actually know like the extent because obviously that that comes up to the two-week period of like after christmas uh which uh is when we'll know if anything if it's uh even worse than we thought or better than we thought or something mm -hmm. right uh, well hopefully shit works out eventually and if nothing else yeah. we had some good comics to keep us busy this week <laughs> we did and comedy people try to like take take washington <laughs> oh yeah yeah the uh the dumbass rebellion the uh yeah. the, 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 the yokel the, the gravy seals the gravy seals I, I read one vanilla isis and i thought that was just the funniest goddamn <laughs> that's thing. great <laughs> the, seriously the man who tasered his nuts to death is probably like the greatest example of just like you can't you can't write this <laughs> Also, I just realized that Tevye keeps spelling Q wrong in the chat. It's coup, C-O-U-P. <laughs> That's Q like, you know, you wait in the queue, you wait in your line. <laughs> or, oh, I missed my queue. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's the kind of week we would have with everyone. And if we can distract you with some good-natured, fun comedy and comic talk, that's most definitely what we are here for. And, you know, and eventually my uh, camera, the fucking color, is going to come back one of these days. Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be like Wizard of Oz. It'll slowly, like, go, go into color. This, I, I totally am in fucking Wizard of Oz mode right now. <laughs> and you were there, and you were there, and everybody was there. <laughs> Not a, not a ton of comic news this week, everyone, uh, to speak of, but don't worry, uh, because like I said, we'll be talking about High Republic later in the show, we'll be talking about Future State, so there's lots of good stuff uh, coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. I, uh, I guess to start it off there, we're getting a brand new X-Men book, because, you know, it's been almost, you know, 24 hours and we haven't had one of them in a bit. <laughs> No, we haven't. No, no. This one is called Way of Accent. It's going to be brought to us by Cy Spurrier. And this one essentially uh, seeks to finally answer the question that's been on a lot of people's tongues since early on in this Hickman run. And that is, uh, hey, weren't the mutants starting their own religion? Yeah. Yeah, they were. 
They are. They're starting their own religion, and this looks to be the Nightcrawler-focused book. Of course, Nightcrawler, uh, one of the most popular and beloved X-Men, not actually on any team in the X-Men universe so far, even though there's so many, so he actually gets to star and lead in his own team book now. Yeah, this is... um. I think this is also tying into like uh the the upcoming reign of x which mm. was teased uh with like a bunch of the stuff they're doing in 2021 with like sword and yeah yeah all of that so it's kind of rolled in with that um yeah it seems really cool that night uh night starts to get actual uh exposure again since he's really just been in the background of a lot of comics mm. you know you see seedily telling people to to copulate and yeah make more mutants and whatnot. yeah it's what jesus <laughs> wants <laughs> Although he might be making himself mutant Jesus now or the new mutant Pope because that keeps coming a lot in the X-Men books mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, so we've defeated death, right? So all the old morals and forays of all the religions don't apply to us anymore, yeah? As we will have no ultimate punishment and no ultimate reward without death. So what should our whole thing be about? And as we found out in X-Force, uh, Beast is spying on like Jeff Bezos and Tony Stark and the Pope. And the Pope is getting really worried about the X-Men starting their own religion. <laughs> they, they're honing in on our money. Absolutely. The Church of Mutantology. <laughs> what do we think the tenets of mutantology is going to be? Uh... Thou shall fuck on Sex Island. Thou shall Absolute. fuck on Sex Island. Thou shall fuck on Sex Island. <laughs> it's just, that's like one through nine, and then you know yeah. ten is just like meh. Do whatever. Yeah, don't kill all the mutants. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's like yeah. The the rules of Krakoa are already set up as their own kind of dogmatic religion. So do they just adopt that, or do they like create some new things now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Does this is this like separate from like the Quiet Council and yeah, everything? Because yeah. they've made that kind of clear how like the Quiet Council kind of separate from like the X Men yeah, and yeah. the people. Are, are we going to see you know Krakoa really start to fall apart now because we have the X Men as kind of their own independent entity under Cyclops and Jean, the Church of X, and the state that is the Quiet Council? So will we have like a separation of church and state? <laughs> will that become an issue? <laughs> Yeah, they did. again. It probably it probably might because as Hickman and all the other writers are doing, while the X Men claim to be better than human, and everything they still fall into many many human traps Mistakes, and traits. Yeah. They're making all of them. Also, too, you gotta wonder where it's like, hey, join the Church of Mutantology. We promise there'll be less scandals than other churches. <laughs> Would they be tax exempt? Oh shit! Yeah, that's gotta be a thing. You know, that's gonna be an issue. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because there's definitely industry on Krakow with the Hellfire Trading Company and everything. Mm-hmm. I could see Sebastian Shaw being like, I don't want my tax dollars going to Church of Mutantology. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight to the death on this one. Meet me in the crucible and we'll fight about it. <laughs> Cause that's also how we settle things here too, with fights to the death. That's uh that's cool though that Cy Spirier is gonna be writing this. And again, even though I have enough X-Men books and that it's becoming a lot to read right now, I'll check this out, I guess, because it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. There I what are any actually coming to an end? No, I don't think so. Nothing is oh, said God. that it's coming to an end yet. Because usually when one comes to an end, another one replaces it. I mean, surely they can't keep selling all at the same rate they are. I could see something no. like X-Factor or New Mutants dropping off eventually. Yeah, or Cable or something. Or yeah. Young Cable or something. I could see those potentially dropping off in some variety. But no, they haven't said that they're bringing any to an end or that they're canceling any. Because obviously, like, what was it? Fallen Angels was always meant to be short. I wish, uh, what is it? 
it that they would cycle in new ones. Well, we still got um, is it Battle for the Atom or something? Or oh yeah 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 or Children of the Atom. Child, yeah, that's the one that yeah. got delayed, but then got brought back. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually interested in reading that one because I think there's some you know like deeper secret hidden meaning behind that one. Yeah, proper connections to Hickman stuff. Yeah, with the idea being like, hey, they're heroes, but they don't live on Krakoa, and they still fight crime and do all this other stuff, and they're inspired by the other mutants. I'm like, oh, but they were made in labs, weren't they? They're test tube babies. I know it. I know <laughs> it. <laughs> they're pre. They're they're, they're proto chimeras. That's my thought. I'm like, they're going to be proto chimeras, right? That's the big twist that they're going in on that. But uh, yeah, some more X Men coming your way. Get get hyped everyone get get excite yeah now uh, our next story deals with the twisted web that is the dc warner brothers film universe right now specifically the fate of batman as we talked about last week there's going to be two concurrent batman franchises going on at the same time there's going to be the pattinson batman or battinson if you would prefer <laughs> films going on as well as apparently a new at Batman that may or may not be connected to that new Gotham show. It's hard to tell yet. But now, apparently, out of nowhere, too, Warner Brothers has said, well, actually, Michael Keaton is the only official Batman as we know it right now. So it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because he's the only official Batman because for all intents and purposes, Affleck is done with... Uh-huh. Like, he's, he's not fucking coming back. I don't know whether you saw those photos of him recently, but he ain't coming back. <laughs> no, obviously not. Well, he's still going to have his Flashpoint thing if fucking Flashpoint ever gets made. <laughs> yeah, or if he's even in, in that still. There's a lot of rumor and conjecture about that, about cameos that may or may not be happening now. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cr- I mean, they have to have him in there because we saw him... In what is it? We saw him in the artwork with uh, Ezra Miller and everything, and apparently Batman yeah. gives him the new costume. So like Affleck has to be in there at least for a minute. Yeah, he has. Yeah, whether it be like, or maybe it's like an off-screen thing. Mm, maybe he literally phones in his performance. <laughs> He's on the Bat computer. Uh-huh. But I mean, I guess this also confirms that if Michael Keaton is Batman, that that means okay. So if Keaton shows up. In uh, maybe again, also in Flashpoint, as people were thinking, he's got to be the old Bruce Wayne, right? They're doing like a Batman Beyond Flashpoint thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume that's the way they're going to go with it. But it's are, are they saying that they plan to keep him on in some variety? And again, too, it's like what what fucking shared universe is this now? If anything, it's not connecting to Justice League because they're not making any sequels to Justice League. They're actually going back and redoing Justice League again. And Wonder Woman was a movie. That's going to be getting a threequel, but again, isn't building up to anything. Yeah, the the Snyder stuff isn't canon or anything, um, so you can't do anything with that. And as they said, it's a cul-de-sac. It's yeah, not happening. And I think even Snyder himself said he's done with DC. Indeed, he did. So what is, what are all of these building to? Is this? A, I guess this is the new Omniverse. We're just making them to make them now with no end game in mind. I guess so. Yeah, they they they've tried their hand at the the shared universe. They couldn't get it to work because they rushed it, and decided I oh, will just go back to making like one and dones, and the ones that are popular will do sequels too. I mean, I mean that's the way it used to be forever. But I feel like can you can you even go back and do that now when Marvel has just changed the game so thoroughly and be like, no, 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 you see these movies and it builds up to one big super movie. It's what everything is building to. It's what all the, you know, moving parts are building up to. Well, you would think they would do that, but for all intents and purposes, it's not. Yeah. 
because it's just like a like even like if you look at like the things they've announced and ones that probably won't get made but like just look at all this all the slate they've announced like it's not building towards anything it's just random like crap i mean i guess too a lot of this is also about honoring contracts and everything where it's like look you got ezra miller you said you were gonna make a flash movie so you gotta make a flash movie you got all these other people on tap so you have to make their movies eventually or probably pay them something to get them out of their contract yeah or you could just pull a ray fisher and just 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 burn all your bridges man Man, that Ray Fisher thing is special because never have I seen a man try so hard and so desperately to torpedo his own career before it's ever really started. Oh man, it's an, it's 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 honestly quite um, uh, admirable. It <laughs> like is the lengths he went. Yeah, like it gets to a point where it's like, come on, man, you're being a little salty. Come on, man, don't be like that. Come on, you can still have a career here. To oh no, wait, he is literally going to burn it all to the ground and piss on the ashes. Okay, he does not care if he ever works in Hollywood ever again. All right, I mean, I guess he was a stage actor before this, and I guess he'll go back to being a stage actor again. <sighs> yeah. Which is so weird, because again, if you go back even to our most original Justice League reviews, when I'm talking about it, I'm like, well, this didn't work, this didn't work, but when I talk about Fisher, I'm like, oh, guy has a screen presence with a better script, I'm sure he'll actually be like a, I'm sure his career will survive this, and I'm sure he'll be a star one day in his own right, because I can tell he has a good screen presence. Well, no. But the weird thing is, it's like, they, they kind of, he kind of got what he wanted, because they're having the Snyder Cut coming out. Yeah. So, like... Like, why is he doing this now? Like, yeah, it's like, and leading up to the like, this is something you do after the film that uh-huh. you're hoping is gonna like make you comes out. You don't do it before. What a weird thing that he just hitched his own, you know, boat 100% to Snyder, the Snyder cut, the Snyder fan base, and everything. Like, they'll take care of me. Yeah, no, they won't. <laughs> Like, is Zack Snyder just that charismatic, or is this guy just, like, so needing of community? Or does, like, he think <sighs> that he turned in such a good performance in Justice League that people will never see that was supposed to make him a big star, and does he really feel that cheated? I, I don't know. I think there's also a little bit of uh, ego there. Oh, God. Well. And probably a little bit of jealousy, too, that another guy mm-hmm. got to be Cyborg in Doom Patrol, yeah. and everybody and loves really that guy. Good. <laughs> and everybody loves that guy and talks endlessly about how good he is. Because, again, too, I'm sure they promised him the world, Ray Fisher, where it's like, hey, you'll get to be in Justice League, and we're going to make a Cyborg movie last year in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there by the phone. Where's my cyborg movie? You guys said there was going to be a cyborg movie. And now he's apparently he's not even in Flash. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There was talk there that he had a cameo that's completely gone now. Well, I think that was like partly also why this whole this whole thing kicked up. He didn't like want a cameo. He wanted more. He wanted to be like like supporting main actor. And they're like, no, no, this isn't your film. Yeah, dude, you were lucky to get a cameo with all the shit you've been kicking up, and now you're saying you want more. Yeah. That's a shame. Shame. Not every day you see a guy totally piss away his career. And again, you know, uh, to contrast and compare this to the whole Star Wars thing, you know, at least that dude had a career, been in other movies, and was an established star. He can get a little combative if he wants, and even still, they might turn around and give him a bunch of money to do something. (laughs) <laughs> well even then uh, i'm uh, you're talking about john boyega yes yes 
Yeah, well, even then he wasn't like coming at him like, and they they were abusive. And, no, no, and, and rude, and he was like quite taxful. He about was it. very British, you know. It's like, hey, I yeah, I yeah. was promised more. I wanted to do more. I feel like you know I didn't fully realize my potential on this one. Didn't have a good experience, but you know whatever. And again, still, mm-hmm. you know, they could turn around and be like, look, here's a bunch of money. <laughs> do do a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your weird, weird Batman news, everyone. We'll be sure to keep you abreast of all of this in the future. I'm sure it will change. Oh, again. yeah. No doubt. Because again, all of this is like, you know, predicated on what's going to do good. So if the Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. movie makes a billion dollars, and it very well could. I mean, it's Batman. There's a good chance mm-hmm. there. They're like, did we say we were going to do multiple Batman? We meant he's the only Batman now and forever. <laughs> He's movie Batman, which is better than at Batman. At Batman is, you know, experimental in its own weird thing. <laughs> Someone actually said last week in the comment section when we said, well, look, if they just want to give Batman the Mandalorian treatment, who will his baby Yoda be? Someone said Jaro, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Batman's got to carry around this weird little space octopus in a jar. And I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty dope, actually. I can, I can get behind that. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I can uh, I can fully support that. Uh, what was the last piece of news this week? Okay, so the last piece of news this week is apparently Oscar Isaac was actually confirmed as Moon Knight. Now the rumor actually served to be true, but it feels like this story kind of got buried in everything else that happened this week. Yeah, well, it was such a weird way to get announced because it was just like the the directors that got announced, directors and cinematographers, just say, like saying, "Oh, cool, I get to work with Oscar Isaac now on Moonlight," uh, and that's that was just like their tweet. Yeah, I'm like, this should be bigger. Why isn't everyone freaking out? You know what I think it is? Because the rumor turned out to be true, just like the rumor of She Hulk and everyone else who was cast in this <laughs> ultimately turned out to be true. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you, uh, Pat Senior, as always, uh, for the subscription. Big, big supporter, booster of our show uh, last year and this year too. Yeah, yeah well, thank you. That's cool. Good for him. I'm excited that he gets a second crack at doing a Marvel character now, and will probably do much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, too. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder. I mean, I'm sure this is a meaty part for any actor, Mark Spector, because you're not just playing one character; you're playing three characters. Oh yeah, I'm sure he jumped at the chance to do this. I mean, yeah, that's always the really fun thing as an actor to get to play all the different sides of uh, the character. And again, you know, Moon Knight is one of those things that if they do it right, Marvel could really have their own Batman-esque character for television. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I Considering, like, all the buzz that's going on with, like, WandaVision and everything, mm. um, it sounds like they're, they're, like, pulling in no stops with the TV stuff. So yeah. I have to imagine it's probably got, you know, quite the budget, you know, top people on writing and directing. Mm-hmm full full steam ahead what's what do you think the first season of moon knight's going to be if you could pitch a first season of that show what what would it be about would you start with him already moon knight or would you establish mark specter and his time in the army and then maybe have like episode one end with him uh becoming the moon knight and finding the tomb of Khonshu and everything yeah something like that you've got to establish the character and everything and uh like uh explain that like yeah he's got like multiple personality disorder and all this sort of stuff and there 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 isn't there is something wrong with him yeah uh and then obviously you've got to build the lore up with konju and whatnot egypt and Mm. uh, because i think i think kevin feige said it was going to be very indiana jones as as it should be yeah so i I imagine we're going to get like adventures in in egypt and whatnot and 
Mark's going to find Konshu and mm. yeah, I think probably by the end of episode one, he'll be Moon Knight or like halfway through the season or something. There's a really good Moon Knight annual from the last run that they did where it was like kind of snapshots of Mark at different points in his life. And so it showed him <laughs> as like a little boy at temple reading, uh, what is it from the thing during his bar mitzvah and him like signing up for the mm-hmm. army. And it was all like these little snapshots and everything. I'm like, Ooh, this would be good for a TV show. This is like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. They could be pretty cool. Yeah. That would definitely be something to do with it. Uh, the chat saying they hope that it's, like, weird and trippy. Agreed. I also hope it's weird and trippy. Oh, I think it will be. Yeah, and looking at something like WandaVision, I don't think they'll be afraid to do it. No. Uh, what kind of villains do you think we're going to put uh, in this? Uh, Chemdog there is quick to say Bushman. Yeah, Bushman, one of the few Moon Knight's peop- uh, villains people can actually think of. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with his villains. No, I don't think anyone is. Bushman, again, sounds exactly like what you think a Bushman would be. (laughs) (laughs) They should get Bushman and Bushwhacker and Bushmaster, all the Bushes. George Bush Jr. (laughs) (laughs) All the great villains. All the great uh, Bushes. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking, too, that they might actually uh, get Werewolf by Night in here, too, and maybe that this show Mm -hmm. will have a bit of a magical bent to it. I, it would have to. It would have to have like some type of magical, supernatural uh, right. spin to it. Do you do you think they'll steal that great idea that Lemire came up with in the comics, and that is that Conchu isn't just a voice in uh, Mark's head, but like he actually sits there with his like big crazy skull head and everything? Yeah, big big weird bird head creature thing. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. That he That'd just be pretty cool. Yeah, that he just sits there in a suit and taunts him and everything. Oh, you know what they should do? They should take reference from like Hotline Miami, and there's just like a creepy room that like he just sees Conchu sitting in, and he talks to him and everything. Oh, so like the Red Room in like Twin Peaks. Yeah, like the Red Room. Yeah, they just they should steal that idea. Yeah. There's a good idea. I would totally like that. Dre's just sitting there and fucking with him and everything, and you don't know where it's like, is that is that real or is this guy just crazy or like mm-hmm. always have it kind of be in question? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of places they could go with Moon Knight. I'm excited. Man, to think Marvel app television is going to be so exciting. I know. I'm really excited. It starts this week with WandaVision. I know. And it doesn't stop until the end of, like, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm planning to make a whole day of this coming Friday there. I'm going to try and wake up early, make a nice breakfast, and watch WandaVision. And we're getting we're getting more than one episode. Yes, I didn't dream that. Getting, getting two episodes. Okay, good. I thought I had dreamt that. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to not believe that that was a thing going to be a big week too because uh friday i got that and then saturday i have uh, another uh, interview primed uh for the channel and for the show and in fact everyone hey matt and i were talking before the show started uh viewership on the podcast seems to be down in general uh what do you people want from us what would you like in 2021 <laughs> do you like the interviews do you want to be told when there's an interview because i always assumed you people didn't like interviews which is why i always snuck them at the end of an episode <laughs> my idea being Hey, if they're listening anyway, some uh, some nice fan in our uh, favorite things of 2020 episode said we should start a new podcast uh, for 2021. And I'm like, dude, th- the main show has trouble breaking 2K sometimes. 
<laughs> I, I I love that you love our content, but are you going to listen to two shows? Are you really? <laughs> well, are you? Oh, old Gil's losing his shirt over here. Old <laughs> Gil. <laughs> oh, old Joel's having a hard time here. And again, I don't want to stop doing this show, even though comic reviews are doing much better right now, because we do get a consistent viewership, and I don't want to stop yeah, that. It's very consistent. Matt and I were saying, too, do people want to see us actually stream on YouTube instead of Twitch? Because obviously that's, you know, we would be doing on my channel, and that's where, like, a lot of our base is. So, like, is that something we should do? Yeah, I was thinking as well, like, what we should, what we could do is, like, we could do do the show, like, how it's set up, like, here. But, mm. like, while we're talking about the news, we play, like, video games or something. I mean, that is a freaking big YouTube thing. Like, I... I have a hard time playing and talking, but that's very YouTube, isn't it? <laughs> like all those freaking Minecraft streamers, they basically just do podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Is all they really do. It's just they put video game footage over because I guess people are more okay with that. I don't I don't know. This we'll throw this to you, everyone, and I'll really start, you know, reading the comment section this week and try and see what's going on. <laughs> oh, as Cameron Winkler, longtime fan, is quick to bring up, so basically what you guys did with the Injustice 2 episode. Yeah, yeah, I guess we did, didn't we? <laughs> we did? That, that was a long time ago. Mm. Uh, what else do we got here? As I'm actually looking at people and trying to read, things. try multi stream. Yeah, we might try and multi stream. <laughs> Karen Winkler again. What about Gundam models? Yeah, Gundam models is what's gonna save this show in 2021. More Gundam it models. It could. You never know. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Tevia saying talk about anime. Oh yes, because people come to a traditional North American comic book show to hear about anime. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, usually when we talk about anime, everyone's eyes just glazes over. I know, because it's not like anime is a super, like, you know, uh, filled genre on YouTube or anything. Hey, how about we talk about our culinary uh, experiences and everything? Hey, I made a ribeye steak and some uh, microwave corn tonight. <laughs> I, how about we open pokemon cards oh man uh, so like legitimately i was going to do that and i had it all ready to go but a bunch of my footage of like the actual pack openings got corrupted so you saw my face and reactions but didn't see any of the cards i'm like well gotta throw this away oh that's great and i spent a <laughs> bunch you should have just uploaded it anyway <laughs> Just make it fucking avant-garde. Clickbaited, clickbaited. Like, I I unlocked a holographic Charizard or something, but you can't see it. Man, I had, like, the best thumbnail already ready to go, and I'm like, ooh, this will be a fun (laughs) side thing I do on, like, Instagram and Patreon and everything, and I was so ready for that to be a thing, and then it got fucking corrupted, because I'm working with a two-camera setup, because you gotta film your face, but you also gotta film the little pack things like Mm -hmm. they do, and at some point, I think, like, my camera battery died, so, like, the footage got corrupted, and just, like, ugh, ugh, fuck of a thing. I might do it again, but I won't spend as much as I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem the, the the cards aren't exactly cheap no especially not at the volume you need to turn them out for these channels there a lot of those yeah. people who do it are already independently wealthy from other shit <laughs> yeah uh have uh benny levels of energy drinks yeah where's where's our energy drink sponsorship you're right <laughs> i'm ready to sell out i'm ready to sell out for anything we'll get audible we'll do we'll do all the things <laughs> Hey, you hear about Raid Shadow Legends, man? We'll get, uh, I actually saw, I, I I think it was last week, I saw in one of the, it was a comic book channel, and they, they, they were shilling those goddamn 
like ancestry kits. <laughs> hey, do you want the... like what does this have to do with com- like are people being being like, boy, I'm gonna watch some comics and then uh, boy, I really want to look up my ancestry. Hey, man, do you want the government and the cops to have your genetic uh, material? Because <laughs> now you can. <laughs> That's the thing. I I actually did want to do that ancestry thing until I found out. Oh yeah, the cops actually use that database. <laughs> and if you makes sense <laughs> and if you've ever committed a crime they will totally know and in fact they do know and i'm like that's fucked up that is some actual orwellian shit and not just when people say orwellian on twitter when they don't mean it or don't understand it that actually is yeah <laughs> yeah i would like an audible sponsor there's a lot of sponsorships i would like that i don't have and a lot of the sponsorships we have done on this show it was usually for stuff and not for money. Some of the nicest sponsorships we ever had were from fans like you. And in fact, that deal is still up here. If you have anything you want to promote, give me 50 bucks and you can promote it. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally damn for that. Now, that being said, uh, some nice creators actually did uh, reach out to us. and We're probably going to be doing stuff with them. Uh, what is it? Uh, like I said, we're going to have an interview next week. And also, uh, Kyle Higgins' people uh, reached out and they want to give us two... Uh, copies of his new thing black radiant to actually give away on the channel Oh, nice so nice. so matt and i'll have to figure out how to run a ha- have to run a contest yeah we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out tevi again with all the ideas what about itunes yes matt why don't we become itunes <laughs> what if we just start saying we're itunes that'll help <laughs> that'll be a good thing just go door to door hello i am itunes give me money the show is also on iTunes, everybody. It's been on iTunes for a while. <laughs> yes, Kyle Higgins is a cool guy. I'm happy he wanted to work with us on this one and everything. In fact, he told me about Radiant Black before, uh, what is it, before it even got announced. Because he actually does listen to our show sometimes. He does, yes. Which is very nice and very cool. I don't know what Spatula City is, but I am willing to look into yeah, what Spatula City is. I will shill hard for Spatula City. Yeah, I don't know what you are, but sure, why not? <laughs> Rogue Energy, is that a thing? Sure, sounds cool. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do anything. And uh, I guess with that, everyone, now that we've talked about the Joel talks about his existential dread in the future of the show, portion of the show, we can talk about what we read this week. And this this was a big and exciting wheat matt wasn't it it was yeah lot lot was going on here where where would we like to start um well we're going to talk about future state but before we talk about future state we have to talk about death metal issue seven which i literally forgot that even finished this week i read it <laughs> put up the video and then it was just gone from my mind because <laughs> we were already into the new stuff exactly that's man it, that's an indictment of like comics and stuff right there where it's like you can't even fully digest the last event because you're well, already on to the new thing well do remember uh death metal did get delayed so this uh, this issue was meant to come out like a couple of weeks ago it is it is so yeah death metal ended basically exactly how we all thought it was gonna end yeah yeah the wonder woman sacrifices herself uh to to save the universe from the hands that perpetuates race. Yes, which are also the blue hands, so Snyder has added that new little wrinkle to continuity. But I thought the blue hand was Dr. Manhattan. Shut the fuck it up. Was. <laughs> it, it was Dr. Manhattan, but people thought it was the, the hand of creation. And then we changed it, because we're weird with Watchmen <laughs> right now. But Tom King can write a Rorschach book, but also go fuck yourself and shut up. 
<laughs> is what that is. The hands do have a cool design, though. And again, they kind of look like Dr. Manhattan because they have, like, weird symbols on their head. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, is it like Dr. Manhattan? You know, Are there a, it's nebulous. Is there a race of Dr. Manhattans? Because, like, we saw... Are these, like, Manhattans from, like, the multiverse? Because we know that exists now with Dr. Bat-Hatton and everything, and that's a yeah. fucking thing. So is this, like, a Council of Rick situations where, like, a bunch of different <laughs> Manhattans got together and decided that we're going to be the hands that create universes yeah yeah don't don't give holy them that shit I, holy shit that's that's pretty awesome don't don't please don't make that the next event everyone please, please don't <laughs> come on scott snyder bring back the batman who laughs to do it <laughs> your your tweet was the best matt saying you know man i sure miss the batman who laughs yeah it's been like five whole minutes <laughs> that we're not thinking about him. Maybe that's why I'm genuinely so positive about future state. Cause it's like, Oh cool. I wasn't reminded about the Batman who laughs for five minutes. <laughs> that was nice. But uh, yeah, so I, I thought wonder woman's final moment was cool. Getting to meet mm-hmm. God essentially, which is also just the DC editorial department. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wonder woman. We've been watching and you're right. We have made some mistakes and we're going to try and do it different, all new and all different. And we're going to tear down walls and people are going to come back and you're going to keep your memories. And wonder woman's just like, are you, are you fucking selling? Who are you selling this on? Like I'm, I'm standing right in front of you guys and we want you to help. So you get to ascend to godhood. So she basically got to become a hand. I th- or is she just helping the hands or yeah, what? Well, her story in infinite, at least I think this is going to continue. This is going to continue over into Infinite Frontier, and that's when she becomes the Spectre. Mm, right. Who she like fuses with the Spectre? And I mean, the Spectre has always said to be in the wrath of God. The <laughs> hands are basically God, so that kind of tracks, doesn't it? Yeah, and they also they they keep alluding to like some lurking threat. Yeah. That's bigger than and the lurking we have, threat we just yeah, had. Yeah, that we we have no idea. Again, yeah, again, it's Scott Snyder doing this. There's an even bigger threat and an even bigger threat. Hey, hey, guys, my which con- I I really love that. I really like that's like something you see in like an anime. It's exactly it's what you got to do. See, the man knows where it's like. Look, the next threat is where my bread gets buttered and where I get hired to do the next <laughs> thing. So you're damn right. There's a next threat and a one after that. And a one. Do you know what the threat is? Nope. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. <laughs> It's trees. We cross over with trees, my horror book. <laughs> it's vampires. Something. Oh, we'll figure it out. And then everyone lives more or less happily ever after. After I, I, I do like that they, again, as most of this book has been, a bit of a comedic farce. So instead of, like, Superman giving his big event wrap-up speech that we always get, it's Sergeant Rock paraphrasing a speech that yeah, Superman yeah. gave. Yeah, he knows what Superman will say. So he's like, all right, we, we've all heard this. We know what he's going to say. Which, again, it's like, man, the story is almost as tired as I am at the end. <laughs> we've done this. We've all fucking done this. I do appreciate that Snyder did bring it all full circle back to his Justice League run that I felt kind of got lost <laughs> in the shuffle, where it's like, hey, yeah. everyone, the totality. Remember this thing that started everything? He brought it back to that. He brought it back to, like, Hawkman mm-hmm. and, like, the stuff he did in Metal. And, yeah, it it was great that he, he remembered all that. I had a feeling he was going to bring that mm. all back, but goddamn, we still didn't know what was in that goddamn box. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh my god, you're right. What? <laughs> Fuck. Is that like the next? He's like, ah, I was secretly building up to something in Infinite Frontier. <laughs> you know what makes that really bad? The story is called Death Metal. Death Metal barely played a part. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it was the, it was the, um, 
the yeah, lobo once, tie once the metal yeah the lobo thing once that like sort of came in we we just kind of like dropped it for like wonder woman going and learning that the friends we made along the way <laughs> were, were were the real universe creating material the 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 truth we made along the way because because crises are just lying to us and retcons are lies we all know what the real truth is or something (laughs) i also appreciate too that like snyder like kind of tipped his hat to what johns did in uh what is it doomsday clock because when she's punching uh darkest night and we see like ripples throughout the universe one is the ship the jsa mm-hmm. and the other thing from doomsday clock and i'm like oh cool he's nice that he made a small reference yeah that's still in here somewhere we think whatever yeah and the universe is reborn and it's slightly different now it is it's re- it's reborn and as we as wally west learns it's like er- everything is out there now and there's like infinite multiverses that are made up of infinite multiverses and there's there's futures that that, that these heroes will start seeing that could possibly happen which we, we see in in book form later I, on I, I love that there it's like oh new futures are already taking shape throughout the time stream go read future state read future state now if you <laughs> want to know what that's you should really go read it now it's out on shelves right now <laughs> Yeah, and um, one of, one of the big things though is that we learned that Earth isn't the center of the multiverse anymore, like it like it has been all this time. Uh, there is actually two new things that are the center, and we know one of them is something called the Else World. Yes, the Alpha Earth and the Else World. Where I'm like, okay, these are two actually kind of cool ideas because the Alpha Earth is brand new. What happens on the Alpha Earth? We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. Maybe that'll be the next event. They travel to the Alpha Earth, and the Else World is a fun little tongue-in-cheek play on words that, like, when we would do fun, silly bullshit in DC, it was called an Else World story. Now we have an Earth that literally all the fun, silly bullshit lives on, like Sergeant Rock. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Have, uh... I have to wonder if like maybe uh like this is them building up because they they left that the um that recent uh tales of the dark multiverse uh the one with duke mm. uh like open-ended with him being a hero and everything i wonder if that's like tied into that because that was scott snyder as well it is they also very clearly said yo dark multiverse still exists and is still mm-hmm. under there and new genesis and apocalypse also exists but we ha- don't know where dark side is yeah, Darkseid is lost. Thank you, Mindful. I'm Mindful too, and I appreciate you for following. <laughs> Which, you know that's gotta be a big thing. The return of Darkseid. I don't even know what Darkseid was doing in that Justice League Odyssey book. Was he doing anything interesting? I, like, fell off that after, like, the first volume. I, I think everyone did. I, I know, he like, he, he, like, yeah, he, they made a big deal about him coming back, but, like, that Odyssey book just kind of, like, Petered stuck out. around. But I, I don't know anyone that was reading it. I know some people were. I'm like, that sounds interesting, but not enough to keep me invested. Well, it never really, like, tied, but, like, you would think something like that, like, Darkseid's coming back with the Lost Galaxy, all this stuff mm. would tie back into it, but it never did. And that spun out of, like, the stuff Scott Snyder did. Yep. Yep. I don't. I, don't, I, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, I, I think the worst thing about death metal that you can say, and by and large, death metal is fine. It went on for too long. It was a little tedious in places. But I think the thing that it really kind of dropped the ball on is that for all their talk about like, oh, this is new and different and a brand new approach to the universes and to continuity and to crises and everything. It's like, no, it isn't. Well, you know, everything's now can. 
Yeah, you just you everything's just, canon. You just put a new fresh coat of paint on what we basically had anyway. <laughs> that's that's all it is. Please please don't tap yourself on the back. Because I guess the problem with this is, is like, Snyder can talk all he wants and have Barbatos give interesting speeches about how, like, you know, crises come apart because, you know, people lose faith in their heroes and people lose faith in their heroes because of bad writing and da-da-da-da-da. And people want to feel that it all matters. In fact, Sergeant Rock literally says that at the end where it's like, because all stories matter. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. I'm gl- I'm glad you spent all this time telling me something I already knew. Sweet. <laughs> well, you say that like like you and I knew that, but like true. Go and buy my comments and everything on every every issue. Not a lot of people seem to know that. Fair, <laughs> fair it's enough. Shocking, and it's shocking as well. Y- you know what? I guess if nothing else, it lets us know that Snyder is one of us, one of the really in comic book people who make shows and everything. It's like because it all matters, mm. man. It's all out there somewhere. It all matters to somebody, and I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I've always felt. But yeah, you're right. I guess a lot of people don't feel that way, and so Snyder needed to make a thinly veiled story to tell people that. <laughs> I guess f- fair enough, fair dues. Well, even to then, even then, like his story, like I wouldn't say it's a failure on his part, but like no. even then, people still don't understand it. No, no, not <laughs> I at all. Don't know how much more clear they can make it. I can, I can lead a horse to crisis water, but I can't make it drink. <laughs> Anti-crisis energy. Oh. <laughs> anti-crisis water <laughs> i i i think too even by the end he realized how tired people were getting of the batman who laughed so it's like don't worry i threw him into like the fucking heat death of the universe <laughs> yeah he ain't coming back anytime soon also they found like a weird moment in there too which are like hey let's address heroes in crisis while we're here by having zombie roy help flash okay I love that. I love that. That that felt so out of left field and like, look, well, we're fixing things anyway. I guess we better fix this too while we're at it. <laughs> they were also also um, uh, they also mentioned it's probably it's not tied into Heroes in Crisis, but it might as well be where they had um, Hawkwoman uh, mention uh, like people who who died before mm-hmm. like the Death Metal are coming back and everything. I'm like, oh, there, they've just undone, like, all of Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, hey, you know when we brutalized and murdered all those side characters for no reason because Tom King is fucking weird and thought it would be interesting? Well, guess what? They're all back now. (laughs) That's cool. Hopefully that extends to, like, dead villains, too, and people who, you know, they probably shouldn't have Oh, I have to imagine it will. I mean, they've basically given themselves a blank check now that if someone comes back, it's like, weren't they dead? No, they weren't. Yeah, it's 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 for any writer who who wants to use like villains that like oh that that guy died in this issue no he didn't the universe restarted and everything's canon now. Hey, Clue Master's back, Stephanie. Your dad's back to life. No, actually, back to life, not back to life because Ben just forgot he was dead. <laughs> yeah, is Alfred back again? Good question. Actually, I mean, he could be. Yeah. Well, again, like that they are. Uh, the Tynan stuff there is a guy in there that looks kind of like Alfred I don't think it is but like yeah never know I think there's also a rumor too that like Tynan wants to tell the story of Alfred's (laughs) return not just to have him get like magic back to life yeah yeah does Roy Harper just get to be alive now I hope I hope we just pick up a new green era book and he's like sub dog I'm alive now (laughs) yeah yeah I guess I, I, I imagine like some of these biggie characters like Roy they'll make a big deal about being back alive yeah yeah, but yeah, right. yeah, but yeah, some will just like appear in a book. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so I, I'm alive now. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Weren't you dead? And I got better. Because <laughs> death is a cold in comic books. You just get better. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, what else do we want to talk about then? Should I talk about like uh, the one big Marvel book I had this week? Uh, yeah, sure. So Amazing Spider-Man 56, the, uh, what is it, the kind of epilogue to Last Remains. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I like, just caught up on it because I, I went back and redid all my reviews in my new format, nice. so, so it's a bit more consistent. Um, but yeah, I, I caught up to this, and it, it's pretty good. Yeah, there's, pretty a, good. there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on here. Uh, Kindred is defeated slash captured by a brand new partnership of norman osborn and the kingpin which makes a ton of sense because kingpin was one of the first Mm -hmm. people kindred threatened to say stay away from spider-man because i want to kill him yeah like way back in like way like five or something like oh yeah way way back super early on which i love that kingpin holds a grudge and i love he extra holds a grudge because kindred uh what is it talked about vanessa in a unflattering (laughs) way yeah so Kindred's just been on his shit list this whole time now. Uh, we had assumed that Norman had returned to being evil because he attacked everyone as the Green Goblin and gave an excellent villainous speech when he's like, you know, why Why are you fucking with me, Dad? Why are you fucking with my well-laid plans to kill Spider-Man? He's like, because they're mine. They've always been mine, you impudent yeah, These child. are my people. These are <laughs> mine. Yours. Which I'm like, wow, what a great villain speech and also what a perfect thing for Osborn to say. Yeah. Yeah. Only to find out here, oh wait, turns out he was actually only pretending to go crazy again, and he had actually, what is it, worked out another deal with Mary Jane behind the Kingpin's back, so mm-hmm. Kindred wouldn't be killed, only captured. Yeah, captured by Polka Dot Man. Wow. Po- po- yeah, Polka Dot Man, who, the who they've like, captured and they're like, uh, yeah, the spot, that's right. The spot who, they, um, who they've like like imprisoned in like this weird thing that like uses his abilities to cover everything in darkness in dark force energy which kingpin got the idea of because of secret empire when he was trapped (laughs) in manhattan and i'm like oh nick spencer you saucy boy you finding a good reason to call back to this i appreciate the fuck out of that everything's coming together (laughs) it all comes it only took 50 odd issues but it's all coming together and uh yeah we basically have good guy norman now desperately trying to help his son and make up for his past sins and in fact hey speaking of sins when sin eater was defeated all those sins went back to their original owners and made them evil again except for norman and the idea is is that just because the sins haven't found him now doesn't mean they're they're not I would like, I would like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Are they going to do like, are they going to do like what they did in like the Rami films? How, how it's like, like the Goblin was like a different person. You know how he sees himself mm. in the mirror sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Is, like, is this, is the sin going to, ma- because it was so bad and strong, is it going to manifest into like the Goblin and it's going to be a oh. separate person to Norman? Well, we did set up uh, early on in the Spencer run when Peter and Spider-Man <laughs> got split up. <laughs> yeah yeah wouldn't that be interesting norman sticks around and he's a good normal guy uh now but the goblin is still out there as its own separate entity or if the goblin sin went into someone else yeah like hey if it jumps into uh what is it robbie his roommate or again goes into boomerang his friend yes goes into mary jane yeah yeah well it could i mean they've been hinting at like stuff with like Mary Jane is like connected to the kindred because of Harry, like he's using her and everything. Mm. And he, I, I could see it. I could see it. 
there's a lot of interesting ways they could go. Then this also means Spider-Man finds himself in an interesting position. That is, they defeated Kindred, but they still don't know what he wants. And that means if they want to work through this, they're going to have to work together to dig through what they did to make him so angry. Which, obviously, we as the reader know one more day and the deal with the devil mm-hmm. and kindred's like no i'm not going to tell you because i want you to find it out on your own because when you do i know it's gonna fucking kill you the same way it killed me but see the thing is i like as mary jane says like she doesn't think it will because peter doesn't remember any no. of that because of, of the whole thing with one one more day um so like would it though i don't know it also begs the question how much do you remember mary jane Mm, yeah or how much yeah is it like a case is she's starting to remember and also things and also does the one moment in time retcon still count because i don't think it does no like spencer is definitely writing this like the one moment in time retcon of like oh well they just made everyone forget because like you know mr (laughs) fantastic and dr strange got together and did bullshit because they're definitely acting like it's not and that's fine because i hated the retcon almost as much as i hated the deal with the devil Mm -hmm. because it's like no you're making it worse you're putting a band-aid on it (laughs) (laughs) well not fixing the main problem man i think it's so cool that all this time later we can finally have like a story addressing uh one more day it's pretty and and not only that like a story that like it's not just like like i think with any other writer they would have just done like an arc this is like a saga yeah, like this, this like is fifty plus issues, and it's still going, and it it it's all like you got to read it all. Absolutely, it's all like matters and everything, and it's just it's so good. It, and and I think that's a problem with a lot of people. A lot of people have when reading this, where they're like, "No, I want you know my answers now. I want my you know mm. feel good. They want it in the first issue. Yeah, I want my conclusion to it now." Where Spencer's like, "No, no, no, I am taking you on a ride with this. Mm-hmm. This is this is my arc. This isn't you know." what is it this isn't just going to be one story this will be my run yeah 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 and and what a run it's been yeah and uh what is it we're going to be getting a few more uh stories in there uh martin lee came back and he stumbled into feast so it looks like we're going to have a uh aunt may and mr sinister type story because he too is also running from his sin yeah yeah well yeah he's he's running from it or he's already been taken by it yet we don't really know yeah which could go either way with it which uh wouldn't it be funny if they create a new mr negative of that if like they maybe this is the way they show where it's like no no no, the sin can actually go into someone else someone else yeah oh that'd be pretty cool yeah all the different sins from all the villains going to other people and give them their powers because obviously you don't just take on the sins you take the aunt may becomes aunt negative That would be, come on, that would be a fun-ass thing to draw Aunt Negative. Would that cure her of her cancer? Very good question, because again, does Nick Spencer remember that she was sick and had cancer? Yeah, I have to, he has to know. I mean, mean, this guy, come on, he's a freaking encyclopedia for continuity, and he had whole scenes that are like, look what I remember that you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Spider-Man continues to be cool. And actually looks like it's going to continue to be cool. There was, I know there's a couple arcs there and a couple runs where it's just like, oh, you know, this is, uh, I'm, I'm not as interested in this as I was, but this has really relit my interest in this book. And I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah, no, the, there was like two, two arcs there where like he, it, it almost looked like he'd forgotten about yeah. like the kindred stuff. Like he was telling stories about like that, a giant monster and like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the lifeline tablet and all that sort of stuff. And then just like, he just snapped his fingers and went back into that story. And it's been there ever since. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh yeah, Carly Cooper and Overdrive. Looks like they might become a couple now. That's pretty interesting. Yep. Especially now that we know that Carly Cooper is not Kindred. <laughs> yeah. I hope Overdrive sticks around. I like him. Yeah, he's a fun side character. He really is. And also, not that evil. So to see him kind of no. become like an ally to spider-man and also hey a former uh what is it superior foe of spider-man so to mm-hmm. even see him and uh boomerang form back up again yeah would be fairly fun and fairly interesting uh all right what else did you want to talk about matt uh i had eternals issue one okay i forgot to pick this one up this week how <laughs> how is it i know there's been a lot of talk about the eternals and a lot of scuttlebutt what yep. with the new movie it's pretty fucking cool is it it's pretty cool um so this issue we don't get all the eternals in this issue we just get uh we get a couple but they mainly mainly focuses on icarus and sprite right uh sprite who's had a redesign to be more like the movie and they actually play it into the how they're reborn uh how when uh when when a uh eternal is reborn they can choose like Uh. they want to change their form or anything and none of them really do because they're kind of happy but sprite wanted a change after almost like like killing everyone so it's like a doctor who regeneration yeah yeah um we learned that uh icarus because he was the last to die at the start of the that uh avengers run when they they were killed by the dark uh because he was the last to die he's the last to uh, be resurrected so all the other eternals are out in the world and everything and um he gets told by uh zerdas the eternal prime to wake up sprite since she's like kind of free after uh you know getting getting bored and uh and killing trying to kill everyone trying to ruin the machine and whatnot of course. um so he frees frees her and she she immediately like teleports to earth because she, she she's going off her last backup and so much has happened in that time so she wants to like catch up right right so she goes to earth and so like, oh wow all the these silly apes are now like got these huge buildings and everything <laughs> now this is pretty awesome um they run into iron man iron man's not too shocked that they're alive um but they quickly quickly ditch iron man because the deviants on the loose a deviant that looks like a um a mind flayer i saw D&D. that actually. oh yeah i saw that page actually and yes they do look like mind yeah, and and it, it literally does what a mind flayer does it feeds off the brains of humans to become immortal gotta eat um, them bra- well again hey the guy writing this uh kieran gillen also wrote die which is a dungeons mm-hmm. and dragons inspired mm-hmm. book so clearly that yeah. bled in <laughs> yeah 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 um they 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 fight it and like end it and everything and uh they get called called to olympia because as we find out uh zerdas has been killed his, his skull was crushed Wrong. um from someone's hands and uh, Dr- drug and like all the other eternals that they immediately think it was sprite because zerdas was the one who killed sprite originally and she's and but she's a little girl now she couldn't possibly do that right um so icarus uh wants to go and find out who did it because uh, they can track who did it through the eternal portal network they can because they, they have their own portal network much like krakoa mm. and much like krakoa only an eternal can can use the portal network oh i'm sure this one um, will so come it's up like, at oh, some point <laughs> obviously it's it's someone it's an eternal who did this so they track the track the uh portal to uh their old uh capital city of titanos Titanos, I think I'm saying that right. Um, they, it, which is just a graveyard now because Kronos blew it up. <laughs> uh, they try and find out who it is, and they find out who did it. 
and it was fucking Thanos. Of course it was Thanos, I was going to say, because he's already on the cover of issue two. And hey, yeah. to their credit, uh, they actually kept Thanos dead for like four years. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he came but I'm surprised he came back now, but like not surprised he came back in an Eternals book because that's like really the only place you could really do him because yeah. of his connections with the Eternals and whatnot makes a lot of sense and also too yeah. like hey we're we're building this up now in case we want to do this for the movies yeah yeah in case we I want to backdoor that one. he has to be he has to be in eternals he has to be like a young thanos in eternals or even just a mention yeah yeah well i might have to pick this one up now i know the art looks really nice on it oh asad rubik it's a very pretty book yeah they're not putting any slouches on eternals they're putting you know no. friggin gillen fresh off die they're putting uh uh, Assad Ribic on there. They're they're not fucking around with it. Yeah, I hope I hope they continue in the next couple of issues because obviously we're going to get like Thanos fighting Icarus next oh, issue yeah. maybe. But I hope they continue the trend of like doing it like just a couple of Eternals each issue until they've got the whole team and then they go to the whole team. This is great because it's like more time to be with these characters who are who are kind of new but also mm -hmm. not new, so they kind of have to uh, sort of learn the world again and whatnot we kind of follow along on their journey and there's also like the the added caveat now is that um they don't have a purpose because all the oh, all the celestials yeah. are dead now and they learned that the celest celestials never gave a shit about them oh that's fun so not only are they people out of time but also they basically lost their god and have to find a new reason to yeah. live and 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 icarus is the one who's like really struggling with that because he's like he's like the superman he's like yeah. the, the 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 vigilant protector but he has no one to protect now so like mm. he's like what do i do with my hands so basically we have a completely clean slate now for yeah. the new creative yeah. team to do whatever they want with and probably do something that will be more in line with the movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right i can dig it i can dig it glowing glowing review there uh uh, keeping up with the Marvel front before we go all future state there. Uh, I had Venom this week, Venom 32, another tie into King and Black. I haven't read this one yet. It's very fun. I very much didn't like issue 31 because it was Kate's just telling us everything we already knew about Venom <laughs> if you were reading. In 30, 32 seconds. <laughs> In 32 seconds as he fell to his death. And I'm like, God damn it, this issue just exists for people who are picking it up now as part of King and Black. And I felt very <laughs> underserved. To his credit, though, oh boy, did he actually build on that really good for issue 32. Yeah? Yeah, boy did he ever. So, again, if you read King in Black 2, Eddie died. Eddie flatlined, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're still following Eddie now into what is basically the symbiote answer to the afterlife. Ooh, interesting. And the idea is, is that he hooks back up with Rex Strickland, the guy who recruited him mm -hmm. at the very beginning of this series. No, fitting because he was the, uh, the, the, the narrator of, mm -hmm. was it King in Black issue two? Yep. Yep. He was the yeah. narrator and basically, you know, Eddie sensei and everything and who died before him. And he says, basically, mm -hmm. you know, when symbiote users die, we become codexes. So you wake up not in heaven or hell. You're in the hive. You're in the symbiote oh. hive mind now. But because we had symbiotes grafted to us for as long as we did, we can actually move around. So it's basically like Tron, but for symbiotes. Oh, nice. So we're like renegade pieces of code here inside the hive. And Eddie theorizes, and they do a great job of showing their work on this one and bringing a ton of, like, unrelated stories that make a ton of sense where he's like, look, you know, I've almost died plenty of times before, but I always had my symbiote and I was able to get back. I bet if I can get my symbiote back, I can essentially be 
Reborn, because as we saw in Venom The End, which wasn't even written by Cates, but it was a story in this run, the symbiote will be so powerful at points that it can actually recreate, uh, what is it, physical matter. It's how I regrew my arm and everything, so I can basically reborn myself and put the codex in there. <laughs> nice. And Rex is like, that plan is so fucking stupid it might just work. <laughs> the only problem is is that Null has Eddie's symbiote, so they're literally going to have to go and steal it back from him in the hive. Oh, nice. And they're like, well, fuck, we're not going to be able to do this with just the two of us. And Rex is like, oh, don't worry, we're not the only two people in the hive who can move around. In fact, let me introduce you to the man I wanted to be Venom in the first place, Flash Thompson, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and he literally does the best thing. He's like, Agent Anti-Venom reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so they're literally forming the Venom Dirty Dozen, and they're going to go and steal his symbiote back. Oh, awesome. And I'm like, this is really fucking cool, actually. And I'm also thinking, like, ooh, who's another dead symbiote user who could show up here? Hmm. You think they'll bring back, like, Cletus Cassidy? Well, we know Carnage is going to be in a Gwenpool tie-in, mm-hmm. so maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'm sure there's lots of formerly dead Venoms they could do. Ugh, maybe Lee, whatever the fuck his name is, that shitty Venom. Or they could also even do like ones that were like temporarily Venom for like like an issue. Ooh, his wife might be there. Yeah, yeah, Annie. Yeah, yeah his, the proper Annie. Yeah, the proper Annie might be there. Yeah, all the different toxins, whoever they were, they could be mm-hmm. there. Yeah, there could be a lot of uh, former people in there, people who have died yeah you have to wonder as well like like because null's doing this plan like which other like yeah like toxin wraith scream all them like are they like like complicit with with null or is it like a control thing with him true enough you don't know (laughs) as uh, because they could just get all the all the villains together and be like well take take down this villain i like that Uh, cameron says it the best donny cates makes stupid concepts and somehow has them be badass it's true it is yeah like, you look at so many of his things on paper, it's like, this is the dumbest thing ever, and then you read it, and like, this is fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's it's the same with, like, his Thor stuff, where it's like, oh, yeah, Thor's gonna, like, eventually there's gonna be something where, like, Thanos is wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, and, like, I'm, like, Mjolnir with all the Infinity Stones in it. You, like, say that out loud, and it's like, that sounds so fucking stupid. But you see it on the page, and, like, that's so fucking awesome. Same with, I'm gonna bring Donald Blake back in 2020. It's like, no one likes Donald Blake. He's a stupid baggage of continuity. No one's ever written anything good about Donald Blake in, like, four decades. What can you possibly do? I'm making him a villain and actually quite interesting and compelling. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm making me a crazy-haired Charles Manson villain. Love it. Hey, in fact, let's talk about Thor because i read that this week too and it was great it was it's really really good again kate's just doesn't have him be this crazy manson villain he actually puts some layers in him when we discover that despite seeing through thor's eyes for a lot of events he actually doesn't have a full picture of everything so he doesn't even know that jane was thor for a while yeah he's only got like little snapshots so he, he he's unaware that like like he's having dinner with her and everything and uh he's like unaware that like this woman is like kind of a badass and just thinks mm. of her as like the jane foster he knew yeah and uh, to even make it a little deeper to be like you know i i loved jane foster and i knew she loved me not thor but me donald blake yeah and i'm like oh that's actually really heartbreaking that's actually really fun yeah and then we bring in frog thor because frog thor is also on blake's hit list 
Yep. But Frogthor, like, totally fucking holds his own. <laughs> He's basically becoming Rambo or the Predator or something where it's like, you're running. I'm not running. I'm hunting. <laughs> and you're there's a great. There's a great shot of, I think it's Blake. I think it's when he's, like, um, when they're at dinner. And mm. I, I, I want to say if it's intentional or not, but he's, like, he's like drinking his, his drink and, like, the, the steam. The, the steam. And it, he, he looks a little bit like gore. Well, he's got he's got the dragon eyes because he has the yeah. soul of the dragon in him because he killed yeah. Yorgamon and took his power. So it's like yeah. literally he's got the eye of the dragon, and I'm like, oh, it's that's so, so that is so fucking good. I agree. Love that, love that so much. I I also think too in my comment section I found the one and only Red Norville fan who was mad that they <laughs> killed Red Norville. I'm like Red Norville hasn't been relevant in like thirty years. He's, been, he's waited for that long. It's like, finally, he's in this issue. Oh, he died. <laughs> Coming back. No one even remembered Red Norville until right now. <laughs> like, literally, you see him in a book, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he was that camera guy. Yeah, yeah, he was Thor for, like, a minute. That was a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and again, interesting, too, because he had red hair, and Thor from, like, Norse mythology is tra- traditionally shown to be a redhead, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who is Red Norville? Absolutely, Tevya. Who is Red Norville? <laughs> a deep, deep Thor cut is what he is. Uh, all right. So I guess with that out of the way, we can talk about Future State. And I think uh, we read all the same Future State books. I actually tried to go back and make sure we read them all so we could talk about them. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to start? Uh, well, let's start with Batman. That was like the big one. Yes, absolutely. The next Batman. Yeah, he's barely in the issue. He's barely in the issue because we got to set up the city and we got to set up everything that's going on. It's funny, too. Did you get the same feeling I did, Matt, where clearly who is the next Batman was supposed to be a mystery that DC spoiled? Yes, yes. Because, yeah, we, hey, he, this issue, like, posits the fact that, oh, it's Luke. Oh, yes. it's, it's not Tim. It, it's not Tim. It can't be Tim because Tim's like the family fuck up. Yeah, he's a screw up. Yeah, and his family doesn't like him because, yeah, they literally smash cut from Batman out at night fighting crime to Luke waking up and being like, oh, I know it's so hard out there being Batman. I'm like, OK, so clearly they wanted us to think it was Luke because everyone already thought it was Luke and the twist was going to be actually it's Timothy or Jace. Now he changed his name, which makes me think he wanted to be Jace because uh, there's already Tim Drake. <laughs> yeah well again maybe it's like one of those things where it's like it was luke and then something's going to happen to him Mm. and then uh tim picks up the mantle and like this is his like redemption is like i'm not going to be a fuck up anymore yeah potentially yeah there's still some places they could go with that you're absolutely right uh, they definitely do a good job, you know, Ridley with his socio-political commentary about being a hero in New Gotham, and that is that Batman is at every is at even more risk now from the mm-hmm. cops than he is the criminals because the magistrate that has taken over the city they are strict, strict anti-maskers, and if they mm-hmm. see any superhero or any cape, they shoot on sight, shoot to kill. Not not only that, if they see anyone wearing a mask. They'll shoot them, including small children. Including small children. We we are introduced to the Bane Lentos gang, where it's like, oh, come on, they should have been the Bane Ditos. Come on. <laughs> so obvious. Just a little bit off. <laughs> just a little bit off. They should have been the Bane Ditos, who are recruiting two poor kids from the inner city, and they got to get blooded into the gang by doing a drive-by. 
yeah yeah i i love those those scenes uh, just just because of like what the colorist did which is all the scenes with the bane leaders are like bathed in like a soft green light mm, like, like venom. venom yeah it's a very I'm nice... like oh that's pretty nick, cool nick darrington cool. man he's gonna be the next great superstar he got so much praise for his uh bendis batman book and now mm-hmm. the fact that he gets to draw this he he draws some pretty pretty pictures he does he really does <laughs> Uh, Winkler in the chat says confirmed Gotham City is anti-mask. I bet you, I bet you that they had no idea when they were writing this because they were had written this a long time ago. This mm-hmm. story it was supposed to come out sooner, and then the pandemic stopped it. I bet you they did not think all the talk about anti-mask and pro-mask in this book was ever going to end up like touching a nerve the way it does here, <laughs> because they had clearly written it before, and now the language makes it sound like they're writing it for now when they're not. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's like one of those cases where it's like like things just fall together, just yeah. fall together. They really, really do. And uh, what we have here is basically Batman with a super interesting moral conundrum because he stops the drive-by, he beats up the gangsters. But what is he going to do with these two kids? If he leaves them on the street, the murder cops are going to shoot them. And he doesn't think that's a good idea. So he's like, fuck, I have to actually save these kids from the police because that's what a good hero would do and he ultimately decides to you know hand them over to social services and i'm like oh i like that a batman who is dealing with problems that bruce never had to deal with because his thing was like oh punch punch bad guys then pass them off to the broken social service thing there it's like oh cops and arkham and everything else they'll handle it my hands are clean this is a batman who thinks very differently because again He's from a different, you know, background. He's lived a different mm-hmm. life, and as such, he thinks about these things that Bruce probably wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, it's like it was like the guy at the start. The the guy at the start is uh is like a notorious rapist, mm-hmm. which is really strange to see in a comic. You never I know. see that sort of stuff. Yeah, that they um, just out and say that. Yeah, and and like Batman saves quote unquote him because he's wearing a mask, and yeah. and and Batman rips it off of him, saying, "I'm saving your life because you're." you'll be fucking murdered if that happens and just hands them off to the cops because he knows the cops will take him in because they will get a promotion so that guy's relatively safe now yeah it's it's a very interesting take on the uh what is it morality of gotham city (laughs) and how like a city that was already pretty fucked up can become even more fucked up yeah yeah and that and that continues it as well into the into the backup stories which are really good oh uh, excellent excellent the, uh, the Arkham Knights one, I especially really loved because I'm like, this is such a cool premise. Not only that, it pays off like the stuff Tomasi did in his detective or like in a multiple big way. things he did. Yeah, like, the Harvey Dent stuff, the Astro oh, yeah. Arkham stuff. Oh, yeah. And which is funny because it's not written by Tomasi. No, no, it didn't need to be. No, it didn't need to be. So, yeah, we're reintroduced to Astrid Arkham, the Arkham Knight, who has put together an all-star team of morally gray arkham inmates and they're fighting back against the magistrate all like robin hood style they're working out of wayne manor and the best part i'm sure you'll agree is that she's actually working with them as a psychiatrist to try and help them and make them healthy this is like a team but it's like a support group like a therapy group that like go out and like hunt down peacekeepers and stuff that she's like actually making them better people and i'm like oh this is another brilliant indictment of bruce who was more than okay beating up mentally Mm -hmm. ill villains at night and then throwing them back into arkham hospital that never worked ever no yeah this this is astrid arkham taking back like her family's name and like making it work for once 
which makes so much sense for her. And she's like, yeah, I grew up in the halls of Arkham Asylum as a little girl. These people are my friends and family. I don't see them as monsters. I want to actually help them. Yeah. I also like that there's like a, there's like a, uh, like a religious overtone where they're yes. like crusader knights yeah, fighting yeah. for the sun sort of thing. But it it's not like, but then it's also tied in with like modern, like mental health medicine mm-hmm. and stuff and her like wanting to help. It's, 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 it's a strange, like, like combination that shouldn't work. It really is. But it does. It's yeah, it's, it's super cool. Like I'm sure we'll be saying this a lot over the next two months, but if any book gets a spinoff, I really hope Arkham Knights becomes a book. Cause I would fucking read the shit out of this. Yeah. It's so cool. You know, what actually be someone on Instagram said this to me, uh, that if Arkham Knights does get a book, they should fight the victims uh, syndicate. Oh yeah, because they're so perverse. It's like oh, we are yeah. we are normal people who got hurt by super crime and superheroes, and now we're mad at the world. Versus we were formerly super criminals who are now trying to do good and make peace. How do we fight a group of actual victims who have suffered from you know what we've done? This is the ultimate like alcoholics twelve step. Like you you have to go make amends. <laughs> Yeah, and and as well as like that's something you could like over the course of a series you could have these characters get better and then leave the team and be replaced yeah. with other people that they have to rehab. Oh, like a reverse suicide squad where people yeah. actually get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like, it's like, oh, this is so much better than like Sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, for real. And the fact too that she has people like Zaz on the team, like Zaz mm-hmm. is a fucking serial killer. He's not like Two Face or or Clayface where they can be saved. And Astrid's like, no, I want to try and save everybody, even the people who you don't think can be saved. Mm-hmm. Zaz, and you got an- uh, Anarchy, another and, morally uh, gray Batman villain. Doctor Phosphorus, who as well isn't really a villain because he's like, he's like suffering, yeah, and and like uh uh she's trying to like help him and everything, but she can't because like his serum's not working mm. and he wants to die and everything. Yeah, it's he's, great. He's very Frankenstein. You know, I didn't want yeah. to be this way, but my pain is driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's there is so much good stuff in that Arkham Knight book, and the Outsiders one is fun too. It's just basically a continuation to what Hill was doing anyway. Yeah, I well, I like that better than Hill stuff. Like it's, it's like a much more interesting like team dynamic because you mm. got Duke, who's like still the signal, and he's like he's like a coyote, like yeah, throwing yeah. people out of the city and a sweet ass muscle car. Yeah, he's got like a muscle car. The art is very similar to like Sean Murphy yeah. stuff in the White Knight. Uh, Katana is like a, a cyberpunk samurai. She she has a jetpack. Apparently that's all you needed to where it's like, how do we make a, you know, Katana a more interesting character? Jetpack? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on anyway. They also try and do a thing here where it's like, you know, oh, the magistrate, you know, cuts deals with people and everything. So she has to fight Caliber, who I had to look this up, was a character who was hired by Bruce to work with mm-hmm. the outsiders during mm-hmm. the Hill run. Yeah. But now he's working with the magistrate because they're offering him more money and cybernetic implants. And I'm like, okay, so good guys can be villains in this world just as villains can be heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's work- working for the bad guys and he ends up getting defeated by Black Lightning, who is literally Black Lightning. He is all lightning now, literally giving new meaning to his catchphrase when justice like lightning should appear. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, man, that's cool. How have they never done that before? Jefferson Pierce, creature of pure lightning. 
yeah i'm intrigued to see how like how the hell he, he became like that because there's like hints of like dark magic and whatnot yeah yeah there's a lot of interesting places they could go with that one good good stuff yeah uh all right what's another one we want to talk about then i guess we'll talk about superman next we talked about batman yeah i really enjoyed this issue superman of metropolis i think in this one more so than the batman one that took it like really slow and really built the world i think a common like little problem that i would say for some of these future state books is they really throw you in the deep end on some of these stories and they're like (laughs) okay swim and especially in this one where it's like okay it's the future metropolis is a cyberpunk city now yeah superman clark kent isn't he's not allowed on earth anymore so his son is now um uh superman i guess it kind of fits the story because in the story like jonathan is like thrown into this role and we're thrown into the story you are john basically yeah and and we see he's he's not doing very well because he's he's been given this awesome weight and he's he can't live up to he's he's been having people telling him that he can't be this he can't do this Mm -hmm. Um, still young and it all comes to a head when he fights brain cells, which is like the upgraded Brainiac. It's it's literally a giant AI algorithm that him and Supergirl put together to help him be a better hero and fight crime. And all I could think to myself was like, John, did you not see Westworld season three? Did no one <laughs> did no one in your family tell you about Omac or Brother Eye or any of these other superhero AIs that went evil? Man, the DC equivalent of the public school system just fucked you over real bad, kid. <laughs> yeah, I like its design as well. All these mouths and everything—it's it's very weird. creepy. Um, and yeah, yeah, John John thinks because he's got the military and then he's got the zealots which uh i left over from trojan who was this guy that came in and like fucked everyone up with cybernetic implants it's it's a guy and a company and i'm like trojan is that like your own little dig at amazon (laughs) he he he, like fucked it all up and 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 john wanted he needed some time to sort some stuff out so he thought bottling the city of metropolis would do that because it was going to be a massacre between the zealots and the military and the and the military didn't want to pacify the zealots the military just wanted to steal brain cells for itself so john making a knee-jerk reaction is like well the only way i can do the right thing is to do arguably the wrong thing and i gotta bottle the city i gotta bottle the city of metropolis cut the zealots off and hopefully you know stop the violence there and thank you dr strange the dr strange yeah. matt is following us now <laughs> from my sanctum sanctorum i must watch the comic multiverse <laughs> wong get in here get in here they're talking about me on the computer box <laughs> yeah my dr strange is just dr orpheus from venture brother <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing yeah or uh, as Louise in the chat saying, it could be an Amazon reference, or maybe Trojan Condoms just becomes a way bigger, more powerful company in the future. <laughs> oh my god, they they've t- they've bought Amazon. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, but you know, good for them. They just they just wanted it more. <laughs> <laughs> they made so much money during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, really, because people had nothing else to do. <laughs> but yeah, so we see Supergirl show up here, and she's basically kind of you know reading john the riot act in a way which makes sense because like yo i know a thing or two about people bottling cities and i don't like it yeah it's it's very triggering to me like really like fuck dude <laughs> yeah it yeah and um yeah he ta- he takes it to the the new fortress of solitude which is back in the arctic yeah yeah well that got actually set up in uh endless winter 
oh, the end really? of Endless Winter. Oh, yeah, did they, they move came, it back? They got back? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it get, get, goes back. The military show up. Supergirl shows up. Supergirl gets super violent, and we learn that's because of r- r- neurodium. Uh, Some new element they've invented. Yeah, a new fucking stupid element. Um, that I understand what it, it, its intentions. I just think it's very stupid. Its intention is that it's it affects pure Kryptonians and mm. kind of like triggers their like fight or flight response and makes yes. them aggressive. Yes, which is what which is, they could just use red kryptonite. They um, exactly they didn't have to invent a new thing. It's it's also like they they had to have a reason to to be like okay so it affects Kara but it doesn't affect John because he's only yeah. half Kryptonian and a lot of the reason he's using brain cells is because he's feeling that he needs to overcome his human half and that he's not as yeah. good overcompensate a hero. overcompensate that he's not as good as his father because you know he's only half Kryptonian so he'll only ever be half as good as Superman. I'm like okay that makes sense thematically even if it doesn't make sense in the story that we had to invent a new thing for it a new device mm-hmm. and maybe if they like explain it a little bit more i'd be okay with it but the explanation here wasn't very good no is and again it felt kind of like an ass pull like we need a mm-hmm. thing we need to yeah. come up with it i'm like you just made up that word and yes i know this is comics <laughs> and 90 percent of the words here are made up but still yeah so obviously <sighs> superman and supergirl fight and during that fight brain cells enacts his plan this is his master Master plan because it's Brainiac. You can never really trust a Brainiac. Shockingly, brain cells is evil. I think <laughs> I think Generation West said a fun thing in my comment section where it's like, ah, yes, John thought he would start the whole Brainiac Five being a good Brainiac thing early, but boy, did that bite him <laughs> in the ass, though. <laughs> they also say that it was Kara who killed Brainiac in like their last <laughs> fight. Which is interesting. I'm like, okay, are they going to build on this in the Supergirl book? Because they also kind of seek to imply that Kara hates Trojan more than anyone. Yeah, well, I, th- I think they are because I know we're going to get, like, how Superman, Clark Kent, uh, left Earth and everything in his book. Mm. And that's going to feed into this, which really it should have come out before. Yeah. Um, but I can see what they're doing. I, I, I can see what they're doing. I imagine what we will in that in that Supergirl book get hints at like, yeah, Trojan and much like how like all of the Batman books have stuff to do with the magistrate. That's like eh. the Superman books magistrate. I, I do appreciate that all these future state books, all the cities are fucked up, but fucked up in completely different non-related ways. Like if it was all one related <laughs> thing, I'd be like, oh, come on. No, no, no. In the future, we all fucked ourselves up in completely different ways. <laughs> yeah. Which, man, you want to talk about the future? What, what, what are the problems on everyone's mind right now? Uh, murderous paramilitary police forces, uh, cybernetic companies uh, run by evil dickheads. And I'm like, oh, man, this is this is all hitting a little too close to home eh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 topical but also it's just out of future just just yeah. in that future we're not right there yet <laughs> it's it's a few minutes in the future yeah. <laughs> is what it is yeah. and uh the backups here are kind of interesting too because they build on the idea of metropolis mm. being bottled so we see the not scot free mr miracle and also guardian like the morrison one who we haven't seen in forever yeah yeah so shiloh norman the the mr miracle um yeah he's uh as i said in my review he's for all intents and purposes the strongest hero in the bottled metropolis unless mm. there's someone else in there he's the most powerful he's got these mother box which is malfunctioning and uh, losing power uh so he's trying his best to sort of like keep the peace and find a way out of the the barrier because they don't know they're in a bottle they, they just know there's a barrier yeah 
And um, because of that, uh, I'm guessing Brain Cells sends like robots after him. Yeah. Um, to to like kill him because he is the strongest and and poses a threat. And Which it, we've yeah, seen just, Brainiac do before with people who try and escape his bottles. Yeah, it's just him like fighting a bunch of robots. It's yeah. pretty simple, and I appreciate it for being that simple. Yeah, that's all you need. See how people are reacting. Same with Guardian. You know, with no Superman in the city, it's Jimmy Olsen who actually goes to him mm-hmm. about trying to help people out and fight the good fight. And I love slightly older Beard Jimmy yeah yeah still he's slightly older still got he's got the beard but he's still like like very much jimmy olsen yeah i i like that a whole lot i thought that one was nice and it's guardian fighting a villain and they kind of got like a speed thing with him like driving an ambulance that's about to explode yeah drive uh yeah the the villain honest mary who was like um like like inciting riots all over the mm. city because like um people want out and there's like great images of people being like crushed against like the Mm. side of the barrier and just it's just like everything's gone to shit because like there's like foods running out water's like going bad and all this sort of stuff stuff like superman never even thought of no and also too stuff i'm sure they didn't mean to end up being as topical as it is we want out of the bottle we're done with the bottle guys we can't do anything about the bottle we just all have to sit here and not you know kill each other do whatever you want okay you're doing it anyway fuck (laughs) (laughs) god damn it you deserve to be crushed by the bottle (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so those those were fun and i i guess uh in the next issue we'll see more adventures under the bottle oh yeah yeah these two are going to be continued it's weird this this book is getting two issues the batman's getting three Mm. uh i I think it's harley quinn getting three or two i can't remember like someone's getting getting two or three. three yeah it's weird yeah, it is weird, which again makes me think that these were just all the books that were done. Yeah. <laughs> for 5G, whatever it was. Where it's like, what do we got? Okay, put them together. <laughs> uh, I guess the third Future State book we had was uh, Wonder Woman. And boy, the reaction to this one was shockingly positive. Like, I cannot believe how many people are yeah. so fucking in on Yara Floor. It, it 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 happens when you get like a good creator who's yeah. also the writer and artist yeah, yeah. and t- just tell like a, a a fantasy comedy it's it's a good design her design is really good and really inviting it's a fresh start to wonder woman free of any and all baggage which i'm sure mm-hmm. is exactly why they didn't do cassie sandsmark and why they didn't do donna troy as much as you might love those characters they carry mm-hmm. a ton of baggage and the fact that people know that this is going to be the new wonder woman on television and that they're going to be able to see her soon also too, uh servicing the latino community that basically never gets serviced in comics despite the fact that they are such a huge population in north america this is the first latino woman ever to star and lead her own solo comic book at dc can you believe that far out that's that that's that's cool but also like a little disappointing like it's taking this long like it took to 2021 and we're like really that hasn't yeah. happened like because you're like you're trying to think of like all these other characters so it's like no well what about uh renee montoya is the question nope she got backups she didn't get a full story to herself yeah. she got backups in another book yeah it, it's very strange but yeah no it's very good and it's not just like that uh they're getting represented as the main character like they're like culture lore and like culture and history is like all over this book and oh yeah it's great there's so much brazilian culture and again it's such a genius idea where it's like okay let's do a new wonder woman but we're, we're done with greek mythology this is a new wonder woman 
based in a completely brand new mythology that a lot of people don't know about. So yeah, we got the Amazon River, we got Hydras, we got uh, Kaporas, Chaporas, those things. Kaiporas, Botadas, the Flaming Snakes. Yeah, yeah, which literally, I I had to look up a picture of them and they look exactly like how the comic puts them. They ride little boars and they're forest Mm -hmm. spirits that protect things. Uh, Apparently they smoke cigars in actual Brazilian artwork and you can't smoke in comics, so that's why the little one makes (laughs) the joke. Yeah, it makes the joke about uh, smoking. Yeah, it's like, I had to quit, so I'm a little on edge. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you're right about this one being a fantasy comedy, which again, Wonder Woman's never really been. A lot of her stories the last couple years have been pretty serious. Uh, Thank you, uh, Draco Vaster. Thank you. Always appreciate it. Because Yara Floor is not a character from olden Greek times. She is from now, and you know that because she talks like a normal person. Yeah, just to, she, she's got a she's got a Pegasi called Jerry. Love that. I love that joke. You could call it anything. You could call it Swift Winds, Silver Wings, Jerry, Jerry the Pegasus. Get over here. <laughs> and Jerry's lazy. Yeah. Takes him off. Also, she's a sword fighter. She doesn't have the lasso. She has bolos, so yeah. she has a completely different weapon lineup. Yeah, yeah, a cool weapon lineup. I love Very. it. She is a demigod, and they leave it open-ended to the fact that even she is not entirely sure who her father is. They imply it might be Zeus, but it might also be Chupa, which is basically the Brazilian Zeus equivalent thunder god. Yeah, yeah, They. I, I like that they leave it open, but they also leave it to the fact that, like, oh, she she she's a she might be themiscuran as well because like the whole plot is she's going she's she kills a hydra to take a horn to sort of give to zeus as sort of a an exchange for a, one of her themiscuran sisters, sisters and that was yeah. not sure which sister it is it could be wonder woman she could think wonder woman is in hell yeah absolutely well i know steve orlando was talking about on twitter that he had set up a lost tribe of amazons in the brazilian rainforest so i'm assuming okay. she's part of those because again yeah. who wouldn't want to tell a story about an amazon who is literally from the amazon <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that shit just writes itself and yeah the fact that it is this weird mismatched comedy that it's her and her little buddy going to the underworld and the underworld is like a shitty airport <laughs> yeah yeah like a yeah the shitty train station or bus depot or something where yeah. they have like memberships and you need like the platinum membership to get mm-hmm. in and you need you got to have like the the ticket to get on the plane and and whatnot. And Yara just wants to fight, and her friends like, no, 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 we got to do this stealthy. We got to not let them know we're here. Or they're gonna sick Cerberus on us. And then again, which makes sense, they don't know how chair and the boatman works because they're not Greek and they don't know you need the two drachma for the mm-hmm. eyes. And then they're like, oh fuck, we don't have the money. Just just fight, just fight your way out of it. Yeah, just just steal it off this sumo. Yeah, who's that sumo? Just happened to be there waiting to take the boat. Right? <laughs> So yeah, this this is a fun book, and it's a book you kind of learn while reading. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. This this one, I think, also does a good job, too, of the getting thrown into the deep end, where that's part of it. You get thrown into the mm-hmm. deep end so you can learn about this character while you read it, without them having mm-hmm. to stop and say, like, here's her origin. And it, well, it's not even really a deep end. It's like a, a mild wade in, because, like she doesn't have all that baggage that wonder woman no. had. it's like oh is she is she is she an actual themiscuran or is she created by clay or is yeah, she yeah. this is she that she, she's no no none of that and i mean i think a lot of future state is very clearly meant to be a testing ground for new ideas and new multimedia oh, yeah. projects absolutely 
And I think with this, it's basically already like, yo, we're already getting behind new Wonder Woman because she's getting a fucking TV show. I, I'm so glad that they that this first issue was good because, they, yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, they're like, oh, she's going to be in Infinite Frontier and she's getting a TV show. I'm like, oh, you count your chickens before they hatched. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad they did. Maybe they saw like like internal like Probably. talk about it or something. Oh yeah, this this definitely feels like they put time and work on this where it's like, look, what is what is going to help us, you know, cast a big shadow in terms of multimedia? What what can be our Miss Marvel thing basically that takes over culturally and you know, uh services an audience that isn't normally being serviced on television mm-hmm. or in comics for that matter. And uh yeah, I think they hit it and it helps that Jolene Jones writes a good comic and draws a real pretty comic too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely uh, get me, uh, you know, definitely put me down as interested in this one and is something that will probably be brought over into main continuity. Also, we're going to see her in Justice League and we're going to see her in that Superman Wonder Woman book too. So she gets a couple books. I'm, I'm excited to see her react to like these heroes because yeah, th- this is this book is like, it's out in the Amazon. It's like the farthest away it mm-hmm. can be from like Gotham or Metropolis or anything like that. It's like, how is she going to react to all these other people? She's also a little brash and a little acerbic, and they imply mm-hmm. that she hasn't been a superhero for that long. No. Yeah, she could be, like, the youngest of them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It would be interesting to see where they go with that one. So definitely count us as Yara fans, which, hey, uh, Yara literally means water lady. Water, Amazon, river. That makes sense. <laughs> and floor just means flower, and, like, there's a lot of really beautiful, really uh, powerful flowers in the Amazon. <laughs> mm-hmm some of which they think may be able to cure cancer one day. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We, we, we're, we like you, Water Lady Flower. <laughs> Somehow that name didn't take off. <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about next, Matt? Uh, we both had the Harley Quinn future state. Yes, I was sure to read this one before we started, and uh, boy, am I glad I did. This one was surprisingly cool and big concept, like bigger concept it, than Harley usually gets. It's Hannibal. Yeah, but with with Harley Quinn, and it's it's great. It's great. I loved it. It is. Yeah, it remembers that. Oh yeah, isn't she a psychologist? Shouldn't she use that more often in her stories? And they do. And her Will Graham basically turns out to be uh, friggin' Jonathan Crane, who has reformed his Scarecrow ways in a city without Batman, or at least without his Batman. And uh, he's sold out to the magistrate and working for them, tracking down uh, villains in their new crazy prison. That is not Arkham. No, no, it's just like a prison, which looks a little bit nicer than Arkham. <laughs> yeah, a little, little futuristic. And uh, yeah, he basically gives her a list of villains to psychologically profile so they can go arrest. Yeah, g- g- give them the ideas of how to uh, like approach arresting them, which it's like, how has that not been done before? I know. How has that not been done? It's such a no-brainer. It really is such a no-brainer. And uh, a lot of these guys got really cool new redesigns, too. I love what they did with Firefly. Yeah, he looks he looks like an Iron Man villain he, now. He does. He looks like a freaking Gundam. He looks like he should be fighting the Power Rangers. <laughs> Garfield Lenz, he was just watching too much anime. <laughs> Everyone else gets cool gas masks, too. Professor Pig now has a gas mask. Yeah, yeah, and he he's a bit more terrifying than he's really ever been because he's he's like that he's like the first killer that they fight in uh, in Hannibal where he's yeah. like he's like taking people apart and making giant like weird like gross statues out of them and what yeah 
which is exactly what he was in the Garth Ennis book when he premiered, no, sorry, uh, Grant Morrison book when he first mm-hmm. premiered. And I feel like every time they kept writing him, writers forgot what his gimmick was. Yeah. They're like, pigs, right? Like animal stuff? He's Professor Pig? No, actually, he's just a weird, gross serial killer. Mm-hmm. who makes Daltrons and weird monsters and everything. And uh, the, apparently the, the big kahuna, the one they're all after, the one they're building up to, is Black Mask. Yeah, and it has me wondering, is this going to follow on from Suicide Squad? Because obviously Maybe. Harley has a bone to pick with Black Mask yeah. after killing uh, Deadshot, and as well as all the, all the other various heinous shit he did. So, like, is this going to, like, pick up that story? Is it, is it even going to reference it? I, I hope it does. De- Crane is similarly shell-shocked about Black Mask, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, from what I understood, it's like he's tried to capture this guy multiple times, and somehow Roman just keeps slipping it, and it's like it's like Crane's ego mm. like is getting the better of him, where he, he had to go to Harley Quinn to ask her for help. I, I also like we see his costume, too, and it looks just like the video game one. Yeah, it looks cool. It is cool. Begs the question, too, is Sionis even crazy? Yeah, that we, yeah, I, I don't think so, because he, well, in the little bit we get of him in this issue, he's just like a, a a mob boss. Yeah, just a regular old crime boss who has used the chaos and the whole, like, anti-mask fever to, like, actually become a more prominent crime boss mm-hmm. and basically, uh, what is it, leasing out his image to everyone else? Yeah, does he even have those, like, shape-shifting powers still? I don't know. We'll have to see about that. That'll be interesting. Uh, Also, too, I'm reminded that the second Black Mask was actually, like, Amadeus Arkham, I'm pretty sure, or Mm Un-Arkham. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to call back to that, where it's like, this might not even be Sionis, this might be the other guy. It's very possible, because, yeah, everyone just seems to assume it's it's Roman. Yeah, they uh, they don't say it for certain. He's got a cool costume, too. He's back to the white suit, but he's got, like, some <laughs> gold cyber tech on him and everything, because it's the future. Yeah, yeah, the art in this is really good. Uh, Simone uh, DeMio, he does, uh, he does a recent book, which is... They only find them when they're dead. Yeah. Which is, it just looks really fucking cool. From Hill House, yeah. And the lady who's writing this right now is also going to be writing Harley when it comes back. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. if you've got kick-ass big ideas like this, I want to read your Harley yeah. book now. Yeah, Stephanie Phillips, she's, she's great. She wrote that really one great Superman book that I talked about recently mm. where Superman's with that cancer patient. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really want her to like transition this story over into what they're going to do in Infinite Frontier because it's just so cool and it's actually made like main canon Harley Quinn uh. interesting. Isn't it weird that Harley has like three really good stories going on right now between this White Knight and what Tynan is doing with her and Batman right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they, they finally real they're putting good writers on her, but they're also finally realizing, hey, we can write interesting stories with this character. Yeah, like, hey, if she's the fourth pillar, she doesn't have to exist solely to sell merchandise. We can actually make her complex and deep and interesting. You know what I think it is? I think they saw the cartoon and they're like, fuck, we're not even doing half as good as what this cartoon does. Shit, we better step up our game. <laughs> and I I also think there, or at least some writers are aware that the movies aren't helping. Mm. Um, they, they even make like fun of it in they here, where they, where they talk about like how she, she tried to coin the term daddy's little monster but it was unsuccessful <laughs> the maiden of mischief all her different names there daddy's little monster and eh, i didn't copyright that one <laughs> lost millions 
that is fun. I do love when the comics dunk on the fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Harley Quinn, way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool, actually. Real fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the last Future State book we had was uh, was Flash. Yeah, we haven't read the Swamp Thing one, but I do plan on reading it tonight. I skimmed through it. It looked interesting. Yeah, uh, Flash one was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Probably the darkest of the Future yeah. State books. Shockingly dark. So dark that a lot of fans were upset with it. <laughs> <laughs> upset. And for the exact reason I knew and the exact reason like they shouldn't be upset because it's not what they what they're upset run isn't actually in the book no i know so uh it this is a future where the whole all the speedsters have seemingly lost their powers yeah all thanks to wally west who uh somehow one day just kind of like turned and took their powers and killed wallace yeah killed wallace west when he attacked the titans academy which i imagine we're going to see in that Mm -hmm, titans academy book um and then yeah for five years i think it is he's been running around the earth like murdering people yeah because he's possessed possessed by uh what is it the horseman of famine yeah well he's, he's not possessed he's been replaced and that's ah. what i want to stress to everyone here it's not wally west he's been replaced right <laughs> and that's why no one seems to realize they say it multiple times in the book they do no, nope, they, yeah, uh, they, they hate Wally, Matt. They're ruining him. They hate me and my joy, even though they literally explain why. <laughs> if they hate, I hate that. I hate that argument because if they hate Wally West so much, they just wouldn't use the character. They wouldn't use him at all. There's plenty of characters that they just stop using. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's a weird so yeah, future else world. This isn't going to actually happen. Calm possible down. future. Possible yeah. future. Um, so yeah uh yeah in this world thanks to that like central city is like in complete disarray much like gotham and metropolis there's like riots and everything because people want the flash freed and everything um and yeah barry he's he's still barry he's still got the hope that he can save uh he can save wally and everything and him and the family have been doing everything they can to try and help him uh which resorts to them using to they still heroes but they use the rogues weapons which is really cool as a concept to to combat uh checkmate checkmate and who they think is the thinker but it's actually the calculator which is a really funny bit where it's like i was already smart and i used devoe's (laughs) helmet to make me even smarter (laughs) really really clever concept and like what a what a deep fucking cut too for characters the calculator and the thinker yeah and uh the reason for this is that barry wants to use the thinker's cap to uh tap into wally's frequency because he thinks uh wally's been trying to like contact them mm-hmm. and he uses one of uh the first flash facts yeah that, um that uh wally learned which is uh to stall for time until either the villain wears himself out or backup comes mm-hmm. and he thinks that wally is doing that because why haven't they been killed yet mm. same tactic i use for podcasting stall for time <laughs> and hope backup will come or the audience will just get tired <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the family get get on board with this and they all put on their, their cool looking helmets and, mm. and tr- travel into the frequency that Wally is stuck on. And that's when we learn that Wally has indeed been replaced by famine. Yeah, which begs the question where it's like, wait, if this is famine of the horsemen of the apocalypse, does that mean the apocalypse is coming to the DC universe? Where are the other horsemen? <laughs> yeah, what what does famine exactly want? Because uh, Wally knows, but he isn't able to tell them because 
as we learn, famine wanted this to happen because he he feeds off like their despair, yeah, and and, and hopelessness, and um yeah he ends up like killing Jay Garrick as well, yeah, uh, in it, it which I didn't I didn't think the two oh before that actually uh, impulse dies as well yes, in their attack right. on on calculator so yeah they uh, keep and, losing people yeah they keep losing people I I actually thought that was actually quite cool they went there they they actually killed these characters off yeah because again it's a possible future because they're all going to just put it back later <laughs> yeah you can do that you can do that you can get away with that this is what's fun about these elseworld stories again this is this is why we have an omniverse people yeah and uh yeah that seeing that makes barry realize that that wally might be beyond saving so yeah he's gonna get all the all the rogues weapons out and go fight him yeah he's gonna have to go hunt his friend adopted son all this other stuff mm-hmm. and it's like yeah this, this is pretty cool yeah, I liked all that stuff with, like, family and whatnot in mm. this and how, like, Barry sees himself as, like, Wally's father. Yeah, he yeah. really is. He, he had to step into that father role. And this is, like, him ha- coming to terms with, like, no, my son isn't, is something else now and I've got to deal with that. Yeah, makes it all the much sadder and more tragic and everything, which you don't get a lot of Flash stories like this. This is usually the stuff reserved for, like, Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This feels like a Batman story, but it's like, oh, let's have Flash have fun for once. <laughs> yeah, and as we said, it's the darkest of the, the Future State books, Shockingly. which is really surprising, yeah. Yeah, I would not have guessed the Flash book to be the darkest of them. Like, the other ones are weirdly hopeful. Like, the world is fucked, but the characters are hopeful. Because mm-hmm. it's just life for them. They don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. But here it's like, you know, stuff wasn't as bad in Central City, but now it is. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah future stayed pretty exciting i gotta say all the books were yeah. pretty well done and interesting and again no batman who laughs to distract me everything felt <laughs> new and fresh and oh, interesting what you learned is he's the mastermind behind all the, he's the magistrate <laughs> god damn it if that's the, he spins around in the chair it was me batman who laughs fuck off <laughs> i i would give the book an instant 10 out of 10 just because i know it would piss so many people off <laughs> uh, me being one of them but yes i i like that things feel fresh and interesting at dc right now where they have it yeah. for like a couple months yeah yeah it's it's cool and, and i'm intrigued to see how they're going to transition over to infinite frontier because even even that feels like quite fresh and absolutely new. all right now we're almost at two hours so very quickly high republic i read it too but go <laughs> <laughs> yeah no high republic um yeah this was a, a great sort of uh it, well, it's not the first thing in the high republic thing because there's that no. uh, book that i'm currently reading uh, that's sort of the first opener to this, but this is set after the Great Disaster, and uh, yeah, we get our our Jedi character Trennis, uh, Creve Trennis. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes uh, to train- swear. Yeah, tra- tr- yes, she does. Cr- was it cr- Crink? Crack? Chris? Yeah, something like weird swear words, weird Star Wars swear word. Carabast or something. Yeah. Carabast. I I do love the idea of a Jedi who swears because we've never really yeah. got that before. Um she's yeah going through her her trials with her one-armed trandoshan master who is super fucking um, cool who, who's in that light of the jedi book i'm pretty sure he loses his arm in that book um uh, there you go to the um yeah she's training and she we see her go go through her training and uh she has to stop these giant space locusts which are heading to the starlight beacon because starlight beacon is getting ready to to be set up because it's going to be like the uh like a way station for like mm. people heading to the outer rim and the new frontier and whatnot uh and it's putting out a frequency that's disrupting these space locuses uh like p- 
path through the universe. Okay, is that um, what happened? I'll admit I read it quickly, but I was having a hard time following some of this. Yeah, yeah. When when she when she like Vulcan mind melded with the uh, the uh, the the space locust, she learned that they follow like a they follow the star and the next system's frequency, and and the starlight right. beacon disrupted that, and they went to that instead. So it's like moths to a big flame, basically. Yeah, yeah. Space moths to a big space flame. Okay, I I dig that. And uh, obviously, this was also maybe part of a bigger test put forth to her by the force. So, like, she thought force, yes. she she thought she failed. She thought she fucked up and everything. But no, actually, the, the who was that? Is that like the Grand Jedi or like who? Who's a- the late- Avan Chris, the Marshal of the Starlight Beacon. Okay, who is also a Jedi, so you can be a Jedi mm-hmm. and a Marshal. Yeah, well, well, the uh, the um the she's marshall is basically just she's like the person who runs the the starlight beacon okay because she talked about the republic too it's like you know for the republic mm-hmm. and the jedi i'm like oh wait i thought those were two separate bodies but you represent both okay <laughs> yeah um yeah and she 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 ends up becoming a jedi knight at the end of the issue and um her masters uh deeply upset that he got passed over for the role of marshal okay um, yeah is that why he was mad too i didn't quite put that together myself i knew he was mad about something yeah uh yeah he's mad about that i think as well as like there's some other stuff that i think gets revealed in in the in the novel because he's, yeah. he's like hiding something and so obviously he's going to turn to like the dark side yeah there's and, a like, lot very sinister about the fact that he his lightsaber looks like a machete <laughs> yeah his lightsaber looks cool and that he's a trandoshan not to say all trandoshans are evil but most of the trandoshans <laughs> we know are pretty evil in star wars he's sick as fuck though his design yeah i i like as well in this issue we get like the star wars equivalents to the, the fairies from yeah. like zelda oh my They're god like f- yes following around going hey hey listen hey listen <laughs> and like and like keeve is just like sick of it she has no time, time for these little guys but she, she still saves them yeah because that's and, what um, heroes do that, that's what i really loved about this issue the the, the complete difference between this uh, this era of the jedi compared to like the holier than thou arrogant mm-hmm. prequel era these jedi are like a they're bit cowboys. more laid back they 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 swear they have uh their, their robes aren't all the same they have like yeah. different robes that like sort of fit their personality yes um, you, you know what it is it's less samurai more cowboy yeah 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 and, and then and we got yoda yeah we get young yoda there too which is like how, how old <laughs> young, would he be here yeah how young uh he's got hair he'd be about he'd be like about 600 i, I know there is an actual he, age for him but i think it's about 600 ish yeah and we meet the current grand master of the jedi order at that time who i'm assuming is yoda's master yes and i'm pretty sure that guy is actually still alive during the prequel era i'm fairly certain because i know there was some that actually are still alive during the prequel era era including yoda what's jedi retirement look like (laughs) i like this put it put out on like an ice float or something i don't know <laughs> they give you a watch i do like this comic had like a timeline where it's like here's the movies and the tv shows and the cartoons all mm-hmm. in a single line I'm like that's nice yeah yeah i appreciate that yeah it's a cool world but like you said i feel like i'd probably appreciate this more if i actually read the novel <laughs> yeah I, I i got the um the audiobook i've been listening to an audiobook but i i've got a 
I've got a physical copy coming, which was actually signed by Charles Salt. Nice. Um, I want to pick up coming. the audio book when I heard there's an audio book. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, give me well, the audio book. Well, well th- this isn't me shilling because we, we're not got a sponsor, but if you start a, 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 an, order, an audible trial, you can oh. actually get the book for free. Man, I really wish we got that Audible sponsorship because that is the best queue up we could have for Get the Audible <laughs> app. Fuck me. You know, I want to write Audible when we're done here because I think they give it to anyone who asks. So fuck <laughs> it. We're going to do that when I'm done. It's free. It, you, you can, if, you, if you do your trial, you get it for free. That's what, that's what I did and I've been listening to it. And it's great. The um, guy who does it, Mark Thompson, I think he's his name. He does like most of the Star Wars stuff and... Mm. It's fantastic. He puts on voices and oh, there's cool. like special effects and whatnot. Nice. So it's great. That sounds good. Oh, hey, speaking of sponsorships, we're not sponsored by anyone except for all the amazing patrons out there. We got a bunch of new people this month. I know your names. And if you know who you are, thank you. Uh, I also, I think I rejiggered the Amazon thing. People from America, who was like 90% of our audience, couldn't use it because I signed up for the Canadian one. People, please try this new one now and tell me if it works. <laughs> Because unless you buy something, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess with that, we can finally bring this show to a close. God damn, man, we talked for, like, basically two hours. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot to talk about comic-wise for once. Yeah. We're living up to our, our, our name. I know, we really are. Do people want longer shows? Is that what people want? Is that what's going to get people <laughs> hey, interested in back? Hey, I think they do. Like, last week, we cracked two two hours, I think, and people really like that show. I, I, like, I sh- like, live, we got quite a few people I, in. I, I checked the analytics there. Apparently, people usually listen to about 17 minutes before clicking off and doing something <laughs> That's like else. Literally every video, though. I know. 17 minutes. Apparently, people only have enough uh, enough patience for 17 minutes, which, hey, <laughs> considering that the first ad usually comes up 15 minutes in in these big long videos, the fact that you heard an ad and then still listen for like two minutes more <laughs> means a lot to me. <laughs> so all right thank you everyone for watching and listening we really appreciate it we're gonna be back again next week again uh get excited we got an interview hopefully coming down the pipeline uh with jim's up he's gonna be coming back he's gonna be talking about conan which is gonna be starting up real soon uh hey actually this will be fun uh on twitter and shit uh if you have a question for jim's up that you want answered tweet it to me and uh, I'll see if I can't get that to him. I'm going to be recording that on this coming Saturday sometime. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, it drops Wednesday. So you still got time. Awesome. So there you go, everyone. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back again uh, next time, won't we, Matt? Yes, we will. Thank you, everyone. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.